This is the audio-only version of a video recap brought to you by the UR Team Number Podcast. For more information, go to yattencast.wordpress.com. Welcome to the third Amazing Race 26 recap episode of the UR Team Number Podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me, as always, is one Canadian who would love a trip to Prague, regardless of whether it provides breakfast, Logan Saunders. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, ben can't bother joining us this week, but he will be back twice in the next week. Once with the, with us doing the recap episode next Sunday, and he'll be back with Michelle uh, doing a special interview podcast with Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand's Cat and Jesse this coming Wednesday. Yay! So please, he's too good for us now. Yeah, he's he's moved on to better things. So uh, please, please send him in some questions because he has to top our Guido cast. <laughs> yes, I'm competitive about it because it's the one thing we can win at. Uh, and as with all our shows we'll be live for about an hour so please get in contact with us with any thoughts on this episode if you're watching on Google Plus you can use the Q&A if you're watching on YouTube you can post comments underneath this video and of course if Twitter's using the hashtag YATNCast which you can see when I am on the screen Hooray Hooray So what do we think of this episode Logan? You know it's you know today's part podcast is a bit special because it is International Women's Day and it's two guys talking about the only amazing race season without any all-female teams. So I thought we should get that out there before uh, we, we get into this episode. It's so appropriate. <laughs> and I'm very disappointed Ben couldn't join us for this uh, this episode because he would have I suspect he would have had some quite fun thoughts, especially on Tyler, during the uh, drag task. Yeah, because we all know how much I like uh, uh, cross-dressing comedy. Yeah. I went into that task thinking that Mike was probably going to have the most hilarious face, but no, it was Matt, 100%. So, uh... I'm glad that we didn't have to... I thought I was afraid that we would see a lot of uh, Harley and Jonathan's uh, date night at the start of the episode, <laughs> but maybe they were so boring that uh, we only got to see 10 seconds of it. We only saw the lean against the rocks and the one uh, amusing screen cap. Yeah, the water mushroom. I'm a water mushroom. Yep. From what I've been hearing from behind the scenes, they are quite boring. Indeed. We cannot elaborate as to well, how we know that for now, but yeah. uh, somewhere down the road, I've, possibly. I've heard, I've heard rumors of them being a little bit uh, boring. <laughs> being... This is pretty much their most entertaining moment of the season. I mean, he's got uh, they're a water mushroom, and they look exactly like uh, Toad from the Mushroom Kingdom. Indeed, they do. Don't uh-huh. ask me to do a Toad impression, but given I've been playing Hyrule Warriors instead whilst I was waiting for you. Uh, so, previously, ten teams raced to Nagano in Japan. A puzzling roadblock left uh, split the teams up for the first time. The detour left some team using their noodles and others on thin ice. Yet again, Jelani and Jenny won the leg, but it was Libby and CJ who selfied their way out of the race, or, as Phil said, out of the leg. This really annoyed me when I watched this episode and watch the intro drives, because Phil did say, I'm sorry to say you've been eliminated from this leg of the race, not from the race. 
oh, maybe we're going to get a little amazing race China up in here and eliminated team will be brought back at the end of the season? Don't Is that even, what Bill's hinting at? Don't even joke about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm annoyed enough at, amazing, at New China for doing what they did and messing up my spreadsheet. <laughs> You know what would be amusing, though, is with CJ and Libby, they could have gone with a terrible pun, and because they were Nagano, they could have said that uh, CJ and, and CJ and Libby were Gano, or, or, or just a, a terrible city pun that if, uh, Phil could be capable of. If you want me to include it in our uh, finale recap when I run down how the teams were eliminated, I can do that. <laughs> I've not started writing it yet. I usually write it after three teams have been eliminated. <laughs> Uh, so teams must now fly to Phuket in Thailand and find Petong Beach to find their next clue. Caution, selfie sticks ahead. Yep. As <laughs> soon as I saw what the, um, the tag seed be pulling was, I thought, oh, Logan's going to hate this. <laughs> Logan's going to be annoyed at this. <laughs> at least there were... You, you know, I feel bad for Mark and Bill because... While this leg featured uh, streetwalkers, Mark and Bill from the Amazing Race 13 were forced to go to Comic-Con and look for uh, skywalkers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they were. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do, I do just tend to uh, to watch Amazing Race thinking, oh, Logan or Ben are going to get annoyed by this. <laughs> it's, it's a long list now, I think. Yeah. Having said that, not as bad as 24 so far. Going to put it out there. It's... We, there's a lot of similarities so far to 24. Um, because uh, we'll get to the end of this episode here, but uh, teams check in in a way that very much reminded me of a lot of legs in TAR 24 where everyone is unnecessarily close together. Having said that... I will say, though, that nobody has lost their backpack in 26 yet. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, at least everyone came into the pit stop with all their clothes! <laughs> Is that the only thing that happened in all of season 24? Just just Mark forgetting his backpack and that he ain't got no clothes? It is, however... And that's like baby bear soup? Yeah, if nothing else, it is, however, going to be the thing that we keep referencing from 24. Purely because I quite enjoy doing the accent. You know what I enjoy with this season too? The oh, monkey yeah. in the intro. I haven't had a chance to uh, mention that yet, but there's a monkey that's just scratching the side of its head. And I think we saw it here in the Phuket leg too. Yeah, I, th I think we did as well. It's, uh, I do like the fact that they are still changing the intro images. They've not kind of given up like Survivor has. What? No intro? <laughs> At least Survivor and the Amazing Race did publish their uh, their full intros online beforehand, so we have seen the full intros for Survivor, even if it's not actually uh, gone on. <laughs> oh, did you? Um, I'm not sure if this if you got to see where you, where you are, but uh, there is a very interesting Amazing Race commercial that aired after the intro this episode. I did not see it, but I heard it was something to do with the Fitbit. Yes. Uh, Fitbit said that uh, teams on the previous leg burned 99,000 calories, don't quote me on this, and that it is equivalent to eating 197 bowls of ramen noodles. 
which would be about five and a half thousand per person, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So that was uh, that was ninety nine thousand calories. I think yes. Yeah. So that is quite a lot then. Unless I put an extra zero in there by mistake. Maybe it was 9,900 calories. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention too much. I just thought, oh, this commercial is a bit ridiculous. It's like Probst at the San Juan del Sur reunion telling people uh, how many calories the survivor eats every <laughs> three days and giving a bowl of rice to some seven-year-old in the front row of the audience. Uh, I'm enjoying Worlds Apart more than I'm enjoying Amazing Race 26, though. World's Apart has oh, the potential. I'm 100% agreement of that. Yeah, World's Apart has the potential to be awesome. And also legitimately surprised at the ending, which is nice. Yes. No spoilers, um, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I won't go into spoilers if you've not seen it yet, but seriously, it was on four days ago now? Get up to date, people. Uh, so, yay for airport scrambles as well. It's nice to see the return yes. of an airport scramble. Although, it doesn't really mean too much in the end for yeah. 8 out of the 9 teams. It, it was stupid, a stupid equalizer. To be fair, it was a fairly sort of classic tar opener of having, the, having an airport scramble and then having an overnight rest stop as well. Yeah, I, I'm not going to diss the, it, this part too much. It's just that it went a bit too long without teams doing nothing, because even when they land in Thailand, it takes a while before they even get to do a task. Big, big plus point compared to 24, the fact that there's actually airport scrambles. The fact teams yes. are not put on predetermined flights. Indeed. <sighs> uh, so there's four flights. Matt and Ashley, Ali and Steve, Blair and Haley, Jeff and Bracky, and uh, Mike and Rochelle are on the first flight, scheduled to arrive at 4.50pm. Uh, and then Jaylani and Jenny and Laura and Tyler are on the second flight, scheduled to get in at 9.10. Uh, Bergen and Kurt are on the third flight, which gets in at 11.59pm. And Holly and Jonathan are on the fourth flight, scheduled to get in at 9.35am the following day. It's like the opposite of being uh, Colin and Christy uh, when they flew from Russia to Egypt there. Instead of being 12 hours ahead of everybody, you end up 12 hours behind everybody. Well, yeah, between the first flight and the last flight, there was a there was pretty much a day between them, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. There's only... Enough time for uh, Jeff and uh, Bracky to pick out each other's uh, underwear for the <laughs> rest of the race. They are so bagging. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> there is no question anymore. They are banging. Scott, how I met your mother? Bang, bang, bangity, bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity, bang. A bang, bang. <laughs> it would make the season a lot more interesting. Uh, I guess we can put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and also, con to Haley, this is how I feel like traumas happen. What's that? Haley uh, said that on the drive to Patong Beach that this is how I feel like traumas happen. Hmm. I'm a trauma nurse, and this is how I feel like traumas happen. Um, so, as we mentioned, Patong Beach is an overnight rest stop with three departure times and three groups of three, uh, with all their times attached to selfie sticks, because if you didn't notice, they've had selfie cams. 
Yes. Now we have sticks for the selfies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sticks, which are banned from quite a few uh, public places now. Including, really? Yeah, including a lot of museums and art galleries. Hmm. Uh, so, leaving at 8.30am, uh, 8 sorry, are Ali and Steve, Matt and Ashley, and Mike and Michelle. Uh, Jeff and Bracky, Jay Lowney and Jenny, and Blair and Haley have 8.45, and Bergen and Kurt and Laura and Tyler have 9am, and Holly and Jonathan, as we said, get in at 9.35, so they can just go straight to the hotel front desk and pick up their clue. They didn't have to out. share rooms with other teams. They didn't. <laughs> oh. I was, surpri I was, su I was oh, surprised they didn't have a... The, I, I'm surprised they didn't have uh, Jenny and Jelani on, uh, departing first with the other teams because I thought they'd get a time credit for Jenny's awful pun at the start of the show where she said that she wanted to set the bar high. She's a lawyer, and she wanted to set the bar high. Come on now, Jenny. Come I'm not, on. I'm not sure it was a deliberate pun, but yeah. She gets the uh, seal of approval for this like. <laughs> and the best thing is her surname's actually Wu, so it works. Yeah. Following in her uh, cousin's footsteps. I don't know. Uh, Where, so, uh, you heard this rumor here first. <laughs> yes, you, you heard this scurrilous rumor that Jenny Wu and uh, Alan Wu are actually cousins. And uh, after the overnight rest, teams must now find Barn Talanka, the upside down house, to find their next clue. Which is a uh, probably the fairest detail we've had all season, but not by much. Ski or tree? Yay. One one that's impossible and one that isn't. Reminded me a lot of the Malta detail, this one, actually. Uh, so, in ski, teams must find a wakeboarding park and each complete one lap of the course attached to a rope that can pull them up to 20 miles an hour. Once both team members have completed the course, they would receive their next clue. And in tree, teams must travel to a ziplining course and deliver a complete meal with all the items on a menu, Blair and Haley, uh, across the ravine to receive their next clue. And yeah, it was a very, very imbalanced detour, again. This yeah. de the, the detours really are in the toilet this season. They found it in the toilet, and it definitely uh, went down the toilet in terms of how it played out. Yeah, they, um, <laughs> they really need to try and balance the details a little bit. Uh, so I have a feeling that the focus of this season is not really on the tasks. I don't know if you've caught on to that after three episodes. Pretty much, if you like dating couples and talking about relationships, this is your season. Otherwise, you're going to be one of those people that are angry on the internet all season long because I have a feeling that is not going to change anytime soon unless everyone becomes friends like Kurt and uh, Bergen. Having said that, after three episodes, it is officially no longer a dating team season. All right, right. Technically. So much for that concept. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so stuck on that World Race Productions, you're wrong. It's not a dating team season anymore. <laughs> Imagine if there's some 40-year-old on the internet acting all better, <laughs> writing the producers saying, you said this was a dating season, but a team just got engaged. This, you have to change the name of the season now. What I would love even more is if there's a twist sort of halfway through, halfway in the season where people have to switch partners and they then split up the engaged couple. <laughs> that would make, oh, I'd love that. 
Or if if it's just random draw, and then Bergen and Kurt end up getting each other again. Yes. <laughs> and they're just brought like brought, brought brought back every season just just to do that alone. And on the Amazing Race 29, breaking the uh, Jet and Cord's record of playing seven million times, it's a uh, Kurt and Bergen forced to race with each other again. <laughs> It would be very Celebrity Jeopardy-ish, where you always have Sean Connery there for some reason or other. Shuck it, Trebek. Yes. <laughs> With Turd Ferguson. Yes. Turd Ferguson, funny name. What, what can I say? I've been to their studios. <laughs> so uh, Blair and Haley completely ignore the menu for fun. And then Haley doesn't let Blair forget Just Blair did. Yeah, and the lawyers. Yeah, Blair. The lawyers Blair could. Kind of lawyers apparently can't read instructions. That's no, a bad no. sign. I like the fact that Jaylani and Jenny actually said at the start of this, like, "Oh, we're just getting on so well. We're just trying to stay in sync and not fight." And then you have, you know, the <laughs> between them completely ignoring the instructions this time, and by the look of things next week, them fighting. What could possibly go wrong? Indeed. Still no mention of the Express Pass thing, God. No, which is very nice. I I like the fact that they seem to have completely forgotten about the Express Pass, because I'm hoping we can eventually. Uh, so when everyone ends up doing Tree, um, with Mike and Michelle leaving first, Blair and Haley in second, Laura and Tyler in third, Bergen and Kurt, Jelani and Jenny, Ali and Steve, and then Matt and Ashley and Jeff and Brecky, and then bringing up the rear, as with the rest of these, like Ali and Jonathan. And teams must now make their way to My Way Cabaret, or Ladyboy Show, as the taxi driver called it, to find their next clue. Caution, date night, cards ahead. It should be noted that Blair forgot to read the sign at the detour, and that he messed it up and uh, dropped down him and Haley a couple spots. Yeah. I just thought everyone should be reminded of that. <laughs> if you... If you consider that, uh, well, actually, they ended up leaving in second. They left uh, the overnight rest. They could have been in, first. In equal fourth. Yeah, they could have actually won this leg, which is hilarious. Um, so when teams get to My Way Cabaret, they find out it's an active route info and a task we've been looking forward to, just for screen capping pur purposes, which is to draw, join a drag show and learn a routine. Once the lady judges are happy with your performance, you receive your next clue. And in the best twist possible, Bergen and Kurt receive the date night card. I, I wish it was non-transferable. I am so disappointed we missed out on this. Because there is nothing funnier than awkward TV in this sort of season. And given that if you uh, pause the, the show at the right moment, you will have seen that the date night for this leg was a romantic evening on the beach at the pit stop. It could have been hilarious. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, they could have. Uh, they wouldn't have been up to anything good, I guess. Uh, they would have just been uh, hooking around, as they say in uh, Phuket, Thailand. Maybe they would have just been like, ah, Phuket. I should yeah. go for it. Phuket, <laughs> date night. <laughs> <laughs> so a, sadly, there is not much to talk about with with this task, apart from the fact that Matt looks hilarious. Matt Matt wins the uh, the prize for most ridiculous looking drag queen in this episode. 
Not to be outdone by uh, Travis, I suppose. Not to be outdone by Travis. The only time that intentional drag comedy has ever been funny since Bugs Bunny in the 1950s. And if you would and have, even then, that's stretching it. If you would have asked me to screen cap Travis, I probably would have done. I would have found it. Um, but sadly, we have no Travis screenshot. Uh, <laughs> but it's Mike and Michelle and Blair and Haley leaving in first and second, respectively, and then Jay Lani and Jenny in third, Matt and Ashley in fourth, Ali and Steve in fifth, Laura and Tyler in sixth, and uh, then Bergen and Kurt, Jeff and Bracky, and Holly and Jonathan. And luckily, Steve has no shame. Yeah. Above everything else. I really have nothing to say about the Olympians after three episodes. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, don't even, I can't even come up with a witty remark or a pun based off of anything they've done in the past uh, three episodes. Even with them screwing up by going to the water ski uh, detour uh, first. They still didn't fail in a spectacular fashion there that uh, doesn't really warrant any sort of joke. I'm hoping we'll see more entertaining bits of uh, Ali and Steve, because I, I do think they have the potential to be entertaining. It's not like the Canadian Olympians where, you know, I could kind of take them or leave them apart from Olympian puke, obviously. But they, I think Steve especially has the potential to be funny. They just haven't shown them at all. You know what would have been fitting with the wakeboarding task is if they had the fawns there uh, to demonstrate it, and Steve he would jump over a shark because it's very symbolic of this season <laughs> and where the amazing race has gone. He was too busy living in London now and dealing with his uh, unruly children, Mona Lisa and John Ralphio, who are literally the right. worst. The worst. And, al and also being a lawyer, uh, you know, representing George Michael and the rest of the uh, Bluth uh, clan there. Did you read that on Bob Law Law's Law blog? Yes. Yes, I did. It's not the most uh, entertaining blog. It's a pretty boring blog by uh, Bob Oblis. Uh, blogging standards. <laughs> and uh, once teams leave the active routine for they find out that the pit stop is at uh, the Dayfu Bar Bar's nest uh, rooftop bar. The last team to check in here may be eliminated. It's like their attempt at recreating the Sing Singapore's uh, rooftop pool and resort. Yeah, the except about a, with about a thousand feet less of elevation. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a pretty impressive place for the pit stop, which is nice. It's nice to see them actually reasonably try with a pit stop. Makes a change. Yeah, it was, I guess it was a bit more creative. It wasn't a parking space with a parking attendant that looked a lot of like the parking attendant in uh, Shin Megami Tunzai Devil Survivor 2 uh, standards. <laughs> I, I was going to say, at least it wasn't uh, a parking space. Yeah. Well, if only they had a Ford Focus uh, uh, auto park for that task. If only. Um, I'm dreading where we're going to get the product placement cars, because it's going to be fairly soon, probably. The auto park would have been funnier, because it would have said, oh, you just ran over Phil Kogan. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have uh, just had a, 
had them having to drive up to the uh, the pit stop in leg one and then, you know, have to back out. Because otherwise no one else can check in. Would have been entertaining at least. There's a bad joke that I could say here, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> as far as what? <laughs> um, so... So, surprisingly, if you looked at the stats from last week, uh, Michael and Shell came in first. Yeah. How so about well, that? Well done to them. I'm proud of them. Because I actually like them. Yeah, I thought they... This, this seems like they're going to be major characters, and apparently we didn't... Have, apparently, uh, Rochelle might be ready for Mike to meet her son, because uh, we didn't hear any word of that this episode. Uh, and... Given that they jumped up like three places in the average rankings just from winning this one leg, they actually had a very good week. Mm-hmm. As did. It's too bad it wasn't a trip for three. Because if it was a trip for three, then maybe Mike would actually be able to meet her son, but because it's a trip for two, the son is going to have to be left behind. Yeah, they, they win a trip to Prague with uh, no visits to holy statues, no visits to. Uh, the heat-changing places, and no drinking absinthe, necessarily. Cryatorium was the word I was looking for. And no Henry and <laughs> Terry. And most importantly, above everything else, no ringing phones trying to give you the letters for Franz Kafka's name. I know. That's, a, that's, a, that's tougher than ten Japanese puzzle boxes combined. Um, and also having a very good week bringing themselves up from the bottom of the rankings, was Blair and Haley. Even with Haley's very careful walk at the detour there, she could not have walked up those slopes to the zipline any slower. And if, in case you forgot, Blair misread the board for the instructions on how to get across the zipline. So I, even with those two major mistakes, they still finished second. I know Ben told us not to be mean about Haley, but you know, oh well, Ben's not here to stop us. I think Haley's pretty much the best character around. It's if you don't take her seriously, she's oh, a yeah. very fun character and the only one that stands out. Well, it says a lot that we went into the preview thinking we were going to be talking about Bracky all the time, and actually we were talking about Haley all the time. I think my only notes on Jeff and Bracky, besides the underwear comment and the pretty much the. Well, all the other comments is uh, Jackie trying to do the water, the wakeboarding task, and the way how her body just jerked around when she fell in the water the last time before they switched. That is a funny visual. They had a terrible week. Yeah, what was up with that finishing right near the bottom there? If Holly and Jonathan didn't suck so much, they would have come in last. Oh. Um, so Jaylani and Jenny stay in the top three, as always. Uh, Laura and Tyler were fourth. Ali and Steve were fifth. The uh, sixth was Matt and Ashley. Or should I say Alan and Adre? Or should I say Sally and Tyson? Oh, you know, maybe I should actually put their screen cap up, really. And I think we should have a ban on proposals for the next five years of The Amazing Race. Unless it's a woman that proposes to the man. <laughs> Don't, you'll uh, incur the wrath of Casey Hopkins. Um, 
<laughs> did you really think that they were going into a dating season without hoping and praying someone would propose? You know what would be even better? is uh, There's two scenarios that this could have been better. One, Matt lost the fanny pack, and the ring was next to the fanny pack, so we completely forgot it at the pit stop. Or two, another dating couple was planning on proposing, and Matt just stole all of their thunder, and now they can't propose on the race for the rest of the season. Why did he propose here as well? That's what I don't get. Because there, all the other teams were there, and yeah. he and producers said, okay, we're not going to do any selfies. We only have one selfie to air on TV. Whoever does it better make it good. And sure enough, they take the selfie right after the guy proposes. Yeah, but surely if you're going to propose on the race, you do it at the finish line. Unless, of course, you get... Or when you're eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. been doing that, because Alan, Alan didn't do that. Uh, Tyson didn't do that. Uh, only uh, Aaron of uh, Hayden and Aaron from Amazing Race 6 uh, proposed upon elimination. At least Alan did it in the City of Love. Paris was probably the yes. most appropriate place on the race to do it, at least. And also we got... And for them. Yeah, and also we got Audrey uh, shouting on the banks of the river saying, I said yes! <laughs> Which I love. She I sounds love. a lot like Mark Jackson there. <laughs> the French accent and a Kentucky accent are the same thing. I don't have no yes! <laughs> <laughs> and we've got our usual thing of going way, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I. I mean, I. I know when we went into Amazing Race Canada two that I, we did think that Alain and Andre were probably going to be the villains, but that was such a good cast. <laughs> Elena and Andre were hilarious, especially with the proposal in her going, I said yes! <laughs> they were and their comments online, if you attack them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Andre is... Um, she's living up to her intro image of being a little bit competitive. Still, nothing... All right. No, nothing Should will we get back beat. to the race? On, on, in, just on one last subject, on the in, subject of intro images, nothing will ever beat um, the <laughs> Michelle and Joe from Amazing Race Australia 2 when you get there. You'll understand what I mean. It is the most amazing intro image ever. It'll be even better than Isaac and Williams? Oh, yeah. Two words for it. <laughs> Confetti cannon. <laughs> Whoa! I have, that sounds very Phoenix Raidish. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> um, so Bergen and Kurt come in seventh, and being the nice, lovely people who definitely didn't want to spend another second with each other, they gave up their date night to Matt and Ashley. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. And I know that whenever you send Bergen the uh, links, Bergen does watch these. So Bergen, I'm not mocking you, but a little bit transparent. We know that you blatantly didn't want to spend the evening with Kurt. I have a feeling that feeling is mutual between the two of them. Yeah, I, I felt a little bit bad for Bergen when he started crying about the proposal. I wonder if they're a bit annoyed with uh, Tyler 
or, or rather uh, Team Horse Unicorn for Tyler nicknaming them Ken and Ken. <laughs> Mildly offensive, I would say. Tyler had a bad week for being offensive, and Ben would point this out. But between him saying, between him constantly calling himself a lady man, and between him calling uh, and the castration, the castration, yes, the bleeped out castration, and him calling Bergen and Kurt Ben and uh, Ken and Ken, he really is setting himself up to be, for want of a better term, the prick of the season. The one that when we uh, unless the castration settles in for him, then he then then he won't be able to be the prick. But uh, um, he's yeah, turning, another he's good week for him. <laughs> He's turning out to be the racer that when they inevitably get eliminated, Ben will then rejoice on the podcast and be like, ha! Screw you, Tyler. Screw you. Will it even notice if he's eliminated yet, though? Because this is the only impression he's made in all three episodes. He's probably going to go back to Thane in the background and will have no idea who he is for the rest of the season. To be fair... It will be a loss if they get eliminated purely because of how ridiculous Laura couldn't be. Laura is almost as high maintenance as Jackie. And I kind of want her to be a complete horrible person too, because it would be hilarious. She needs to experience the second round from uh, Amazing Race Asia 3 when, when they go through Vietnam. I think something like that could uh, break down our favorite unicorn of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't get to. Oh, she didn't get to where she was in her job by being, uh, by not being pushy or anything. Um, no, not at all. Uh, Jeff and Bracky came in eighth, and bringing up the rear probably by about two hours was Harley and Jonathan. Sadly, it's an unelimination leg, and even more sadly. <sighs> The return for the 15th season of Speed Bumps. 15. Which is, which is uh, I think, a bit of a coincidence, because it'll probably take 15 minutes or less to do the Speed Bump. All depends on how far behind they are, let's be honest. They were definitely at least... Did you know that? At least 35 minutes behind. Sorry, go ahead. They were, they were definitely at least 35 minutes uh, behind, if not more. as soon as they landed in uh, Thailand, at least. Even with Harley being the rock, they couldn't catch up. Yeah, I, I suspect that the speed bump won't kill them. The fact that they're probably a, at least two hours behind probably will. Yeah. I don't, I don't have much hope for Harley and Jonathan surviving next round. They don't seem too competitive. No. Other than Harley being the rock and the... Uh, a yin or a yang, or whatever other metaphors that uh, Jonathan came up with. Uh, I don't think they're going to survive much longer. I think this was strictly a promotional uh, uh, appearance for the New Kids on the Block brand. One thing I am surprised at, uh, Jonathan is apparently quite a big fan of Amazing Race, because he did say he's been trying to get on for years. Maybe just to promote the the brand. Maybe he maybe maybe that he hasn't seen an episode. He said, "Oh, I've been trying to get on the show for years. This would be a great way to break into the public eye again. Not just I I finally be recognized by people under the age of thirty five. I didn't have him pegged as being uh, a sort of 
I had him being pegged more as a stunt cast than a uh, than anything else, at least. Yeah, maybe I should give him some credit. Yeah. He probably is a fan of the show. Just. But it's just that this New Kids on the Block TV show or whatever else is going on right now just happens to coincide with being on The Amazing Race. Yeah. It's a it, bit suspect. It is fairly convenient, shall we say. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, ne- next week we have uh, Bangkok, Matt and Ashley being madly in love, uh, Blair and Haley, and Jaylani and Jenny really not. And notice how in the trailer we saw nothing of Harley and Jonathan. We didn't see what their speed bump would be, we didn't see any image of them. Which is We're just going to hear their soundtrack the whole time. We're not going to physically see them, it's just going to be one of Jonathan's puppets from the late 80s or early 90s, just to indicate, hey, these guys are here, but they're doing nothing, so we're not going to show them. They, yeah, they might even um, mark an ABBA them. Or change an ABBA them, even. Just sort of go, oh yeah, they've got a speed bump. Uh, yeah, let's just kind of show it as they're getting eliminated. Depending on how far behind they are. Not, not a lot more uh, that they could do, I don't think. Yeah, But yeah, this non-elimination was really the shockingest shocks of all shocks to ever be shocked ever since John Shockington of the Amazing Race Canada 4 not being eliminated. I mean, we kind of, or I kind of knew it had to be this week purely because after next week, we're going on a two-week break. Yay! So Isn't it three weeks? I thought it was two. It's uh, We've got an episode, yeah, we've got the episode on the 13th, and then it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's three weeks down. So three-week break. So what are we going to do? Um, what are we going to do between now and then? I don't actually know, because it's probably the right time to do uh, another spoof one, but it depends on how much material they give us. That is true. That is true. I, I do kind of want to do another spoof one. <laughs> because the last time we saw It'll be just thought... as believable as anything else that's happened uh, so far this season. Very true. Um... So, I think we're pretty much in agreement that Harley and Jonathan are dead in the water. Yeah. They're not going to make it out of this alive. No. I don't even know what the next country after uh, Thailand is. I know that there's a country between Thailand and Namibia, but I can't remember which one. That's probably the next one. Namibia's not the next one. Namibia's like six, I think. Oh, no, I meant the one between Thailand and Namibia. I think I know which one it is. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> I do know. I, can't I won't spoil it. I'll find out next week, anyway, if nothing else. So, thank you very much for watching and listening. You can join us yet again, same time next week, uh, for another recap podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, please give us a like on YouTube, and if you want to see what we're rambling about this week, our Twitters are in the description below. And if you want to follow Ben especially, his Twitter has changed this week because, you know, he's decided it was uncool to be Inky McKinnison anymore. 
he's now Inc. 1Y. And if you've not heard the interview that Logan and I did with Amazing Race Royalty Team Guido, the link is also down there. And finally, as I mentioned in the intro, our very own Ben will be joined by Michelle to sit down with Kat and Jesse from last season of the Australian race. So they need questions, so you can send them in either as comments down below or on our Twitters or alternatively at yatncast at gmail.com. Uh, so thank Isn't you. Michelle her own too? Yeah. Michelle does have her own uh, Twitter, which is at bear three 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 six threes. Make sure you ca- yeah count the threes correctly. Otherwise, you may be talking to the wrong person, and that <laughs> person will be very confused. Best thing to do is just tweet using hashtag yatncast, because we'll just find them then. So yeah, yeah more that, people should do that. That yeah, that will hopefully be up on Wednesday evening, assuming you know I have time to edit it. I'm assuming there isn't much to edit, because if it's anything like the Guido cast, it'll take me about three hours. Yay! So yeah, see you next week. Farewell. Farewell.